0: Hello, I'm Margot, and we are on your podcast. Hey, yes, yeah,
1: you're sounding good. <laughs> Hello, besties, and welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast chatting about stuff that matters. I'm your host, podcaster Belle Crawford. On the show, it's a guest episode, and double the guest as well. We're joined by sister duo Margot and Rosa Flanagan, aka True Raw Sisters. Rosa is a nutritionist and together the best-selling authors have released their fourth book and we find out all about how we can be simple fancy. We find out about their health struggles, why couldn't Margot get out of bed for two years, the discoveries they've made about food and debunking myths of eating healthy and what are FODMAPs? Sounds a little confusing but they break it all down for us find out in my conversation with two raw sisters let's get into it hey welcome girls the two raw sisters to the self-love club podcast thank you so much for your time I'm so excited to chat with you today thanks for having us Belle good to be on Yeah. yeah now we're gonna talk about your new book soon congratulations by the way it is beautiful thank you so much for the copy Pleasure. I'm gonna put it to good use of getting I'm you know when you're just like looking for new inspo in the kitchen, I'm finding it quite therapeutic at the end of your day, just making sure that you log off, that's it, and I find that cooking for me at the moment is really that unwind time and I'm really enjoying it. So I'm yeah, I'm really keen for some new ideas and
2: I'm even looking at the chili garlic oil noodles. I mean, yum. It's very so good, easy. Eh? The book. It's time to get simple, but a little bit fancy. You yeah. Know?
1: Oh, I'm going to be very fancy with some of these <laughs> recipes. So thank you. We're going to talk all about your work and your new
2: book soon. But first, tell us a bit about yourselves and what you do. Sure. So Rosa and I we're the founders of Two Real Sisters, which is a food business that I suppose focuses on starting with plants. So we do that through um, our workshops, cookbooks, app and talks that we do so Rosa and I we kind of got to this to create this concept around starting with plants and adding your meat on the side because one a lot of classic kiwis start their meals with their meat and the veggies are the last minute boring side and for Rosa and I we both went through quite intense health issues so I have chronic fatigue and endometriosis and Rosa had an eating disorder and a training obsession And through our health journeys, we realized the importance of plants for gut health and how that can really impact our overall health and well-being. So creating a platform that could help people create the sustainable lifestyle that they can maintain and enjoy was really important for us.
1: Yeah, I love that when, you know, I have a background of an eating disorder as well when I was younger and I love now, there's so much out there. There's so many people like yourselves We're getting away from diet culture. We're all about fueling our bodies, nourishing ourselves. So, you know, how did your relationship with food, I guess, especially with those issues, how did you come to a good place with that? And was it, you know, really healing, I
0: guess, to nourish yourselves rather than punish yourselves? Yeah, it definitely takes time. I feel like you, well, for me personally with having an eating disorder you never fully get over it it's always there you just learn how to manage it Mm -hmm. and the thoughts that come into your head and then what to do with them when they do come through for me sharing my journey was a way of healing as well and noticing that I wasn't the only one that was dealing with what I was going through and these horrible thoughts coming into my head and then by doing that you learn how other people got through it and ways that other people recovered and Personally, again, in terms of my recovery, it was actually learning about the importance of food. I'm a very inquisitive person and I like to know why. Why we need to do things in quite a lot of depth so fueling your body with the right food but also enough of the right fuel as well and i went on and did a degree in human nutrition um which really helped my understanding and um get me out of the bad habits and thoughts that i was having Mm -hmm. yeah because there's a lot of shame around disordered eating and when it's kind of
1: like an embarrassing secret so i guess it was probably quite therapeutic in a way to be able to share it and also go through your own healing and then realize that so many people are struggling with these things on some
2: level I think another thing as well is a lot of people unbeknown to them are really struggling mm. with it. Yeah, and I know when you first started talking about it, Ro, so many people were like, holy shit, like, yeah, I have this too. Mm. And it's just being able to relate to someone, it kind of halves the problem and it makes it a lot easier when you know someone else going through the same thing. And I've definitely noticed a lot of people are becoming more open around it and
0: actually mm. giving themselves the time to actually realize like, holy shit like I do have a I don't have a very good relationship Mm -hmm. with food and it's funny having gone through it like I can tell you know quite clearly if someone's got like a little bit of a Mm. um bad relationship around food yeah whether it's big or small um just having gone through it myself but I'm I'm so open about talking about it and helping others and sharing those conversations around it I think it's so important
1: yeah well done it's providing a really important platform for people and letting them enjoy like we said very fancy looking food which is so nourishing and good for
2: you you know and very simple and easy to make.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I think with cooking. A lot of people are scared about how complicated it is, all the, you know, special ingredients you need. And growing up, did you were you always foodies? Were you around it? Like, how did you get into this?
2: Um, good question yeah good good (laughs) question Rosa's definitely always been into food with I think with her running career like she was saying before she's always had to know around nourishing your body in the correct way to perform at its optimal level for me I was never really into food I was always into like design and photography and things but with my chronic fatigue that kind of really opened my mind up to my eyes up to food and the importance of food with my chronic fatigue I had it really bad for five years I was bedridden for two of those years and had health professionals telling me there was nothing I could do and then I went over to the states and someone introduced me to gut health and within three months my chronic fatigue had pretty much disappeared mostly by just changing my food I had a fungal overgrowth in my stomach and I had to reset my gut bacteria and that just totally changed my life and I realized yeah the importance of the gut and that it's pretty much the stem of every process that goes on within the body. We'll
1: talk through that um in a bit more detail, but for people who don't understand chronic fatigue, talk us through. I mean, you said you were bedridden for two of those 5 years. People understand being exhausted, a bit burnt out, but talk us through what it's like to experience chronic fatigue.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a funny illness kind of thing because like you say, a lot of people are tired, they're fatigued, they're stressed out and they're like, "Oh, you know, when you say, oh, I've been so tired, they're like, oh my God, me too. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, like it's quite different, completely different. So chronic fatigue is like a chronic version of glandular fever. So yeah, extreme fatigue, exhaustion. I'd walk 50 meters and be absolutely wiped out for the rest of the day. So my immune system was so depleted, I'd pick up any infection or illness. That My face was totally blown up, had red rashes everywhere. And there's just, kind of, there's nothing you can do really but rest. Yeah, I was in bed for two years, just totally wiped out. Yeah. And so
1: what did you do in terms of healing your gut health? And what did you learn about in order to help yourself sort of recover from it?
2: Yeah, so I read this book called The Body Ecology Diet by Donna Gates. And I do just want to point out everyone is very different. Obviously, what I'm, what worked for me may not work for you, but it's a really interesting book to read to get a better understanding around gut health and how food can have such a huge impact on that. Yeah, like I was saying, getting rid of my fungal overgrowth by cutting out certain foods for a particular amount of time I had kind of got rid of all of that and my good gut bacteria was in abundance. That was when my body was absorbing its energy in the correct way. I could output my energy and yeah, it just made the most amazing difference.
1: Yeah. And so what are some of those things? Because I know people are sort of starting to think about gut health a bit more now and inflammation and things. And what are some foods that you've learned that are really easy to make sure you're, you know, using, your eating to take care of your gut health?
2: fruits and vegetables and whole unprocessed ingredients like I, you're so right gut health is a big fad word at the moment and there's so much information around it and so many expensive things to they, that they say will help your gut health that's a reason why Rosa and I started Two Real Sisters because so many people are bogged down in all the facts and it goes in one ear and out the other and it's so expensive and it may not work for you whereas incorporating more whole unprocessed ingredients is the most cost-effective easiest way to improve your gut health so that's why Terrell Sisters yeah starting with your plants because the more plants you consume the more probiotics or good gut bacteria you're going to have to produce.
1: Yeah because you see all these powders coming onto the market a lot of them food grade levels so practitioners aren't really a fan of them because they're like well they're only food grade level and people are spending all this money and it's just mm. sort of guessing but yeah, you're right there are so many foods that we can eat that already give us those nutrients that we're after and we're
0: needing. Yeah, it's all, it's all all the marketing as well and like the superfoods and this superfood helps reduce inflammation and this superfood um you know improves your overall gut health and well-being and it's mm. like we need to just go back to the basics and like you said um Bao, a lot of people were spending so much money and that's where there's that whole myth myth around you know eating healthily
2: is expensive yeah. and it's difficult or so Rosa and I are trying to debunk those myths and I think simple fancy is a great book for that because it's using simple everyday ingredients or using very minimal equipment but making it really delicious so that you actually do want to eat it Mm. yeah you brought us onto a good point there is this I guess
1: myth like you said that eating healthy is expensive and we all know the cost of food has increased and there are simple things you can do like I've always been taught to eat seasonally by my you know my grandparents my parents buying vegetables that are in season there are so many ways you can incorporate whether it's fresh vegetables is best, but there's like frozen if you can't always access those as well. So talk us through, I guess, that myth that it is expensive to eat healthy and it's just cheaper to eat processed, I guess, quote unquote, unhealthy food and, and not really focus on your nutrition.
0: Yeah, a big tip that we always give people who come to our workshops or just people who follow us will love our recipes to go to your fresh fruit and veggie produce store or um, sometimes if you don't have access to one of those supermarket, get whatever's in cheap, whatever's cheap and whatever's in season. Um, Generally, if it's cheaper, it's in season, it will taste a lot nicer because it hasn't been imported from somewhere far, far away. Bring them home and then pull out your recipe book or if you're on an app or whatever. And then adjust the recipe depending on what veggies and fruit you got from the produce store Mm. um so for example you know eggplant's been really expensive lately it's been like six dollars an eggplant so you might get a whole cabbage which might cost you six dollars but you can get a lot out of a whole cabbage Mm -hmm. and use that instead of your eggplant so it's just gaining that confidence and being flexible in the kitchen and that will in turn save you a lot of money and time as well
1: yeah and making multiple meals out of something as well you know not just cooking and that's one thing if you're young and you're maybe flatting or you're making meals for one it is it seems like a lot of effort to make Mm. a meal every night for one person but I think when I was single and cooking for myself it's just making like a bowl of plant-based stuff and then and then adding your meat or whatever you want with it and my when my boyfriend met me he's like you literally eat bowls every night I'm like yeah because I can't (laughs) like if I make like a big meal like that's what I have to eat for the whole week so if I can make little bowls of things it's just a better way for me to eat and nourish
0: myself yeah we're really big on like batch cooking or making things in bigger quantities because we say it will take you the same amount of time to make one times the recipe as it would to make two times the recipe you know if you are on your own or even if you have a partner that you're cooking with as well or a flat. Just to make a little bit extra and then you might have lunch there Mm. for the next day or the next two days and it just takes that stress away from you in terms of like oh my god what am I going to buy for lunch and if you end up spending $25 then you're like oh my gosh that's $25 gone if I do that every single day of the week that all adds up right yeah Um, because quite often if we don't have that healthy choice on hand we'll go and buy something that's not the best option out there and then you'll feel guilty you feel shit about yourself you'll feel lousy whole and ripple effect. It's
2: just a vicious cycle. Yeah. And this is something we really focus on is teaching people how they can be intelligently lazy. Mm. You know, because that's why food it. is such a chore, because we're not being efficient with it. Or A great example is buying muesli from the supermarket. You know, Mm. you buy $17 muesli that'll last you maybe a week or a week and a half. That's $17, whereas you can just buy a bag of oats for $4 and it will last you 33 servings or something. You know, like there's so many things you can do with that, whether it's making a loaf or a bircher or porridge, whatever you want.
1: Another Mm. thing is that making food is... Like we don't have time for it. But, you know, like you've just said, if you can be smart with your time, that's when it really is helpful. Because when you're not, like you say, then you end up eating things that maybe aren't nourishing you or you end up spending a lot of money on lunches, which I'm like, oh, such a waste of money. I could buy myself something nice with that instead, you know. So I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, meal prepping or making something for lunch the next day as well. So what about some tips around, I guess, that conception that people are too busy to make good food
0: yeah. yeah I always say like if it's a priority for you you're going to find the time like anything you know for people who like to work out they're going to find time to go to the gym and mm. that's one thing that really frustrates me is that people are like oh I don't have time to make myself lunch for the week so I go out and buy lunch or don't have time to make dinner so I'm going to go and grab some takeaways on the way home again we're trying to create recipes that feel achievable for people when they do get home late from work, they're tired. They might have a family to feed. They need to whip something up in like mm. 15, 30 minutes using ingredients that they've got at home and that are cost effective and readily available. We want to create that platform that people can go to rather than having that excuse that they don't have time Mm -hmm. this is an achievable platform where they can create those nourishing meals that are going to serve them in the right way. I
2: think it's really interesting when you look at it from like you know when you really step back and look at it if you want to work well if you want to sleep well Mm -hmm. if you want to have a good mindset and be positive then all of that starts with eating good food. You know, Mm. there's that cliche saying of you are what you eat. But like Rosa and I, we're, we're like living proof of that. You know, we've been there, done that with our health issues. And you really realize how great you can feel from eating good food. And like Rosa said, it is really, you make, we make all these things priorities, but food is actually the number one priority we should be making because that's what fuels us to do everything we do in our everyday lives. And just going back to how we were talking about the eating disorder side of things, people use that excuse
0: that they don't have time and instead of going for that unhealthy option, they won't even eat altogether altogether. And then that's Mm. when their energy gets depleted and all these other health issues kind of arise from that one excuse to get you out of having to eat lunch or eat dinner or have a snack in the afternoon if you're feeling like you need something to give you a little bit of energy.
1: What do you think are some of the barriers to eating healthy and you've found through your work and creating the work and the platform that you
2: have? I think, again, people were just time poor. Like Mm. time would be the number one thing. But, you know, when you really break it down, oats are $4. You know, like carrots are really cheap. Potatoes are really cheap. Going back to being intelligently lazy, I really think that would be the number one tip. Like Mm. we always try to teach people because people make the same breakfast every morning, whereas make five times the recipe on a Sunday so it's done and you don't Mm. have to think about it. All of our salads last three to four days. So make a batch of salad that'll last you three or four lunches Mm. so you don't have to think about lunches. Or make
0: like a healthy stack on a Sunday as well. And a lot of our snacks you can just store in the freezer and pull Mm. out and eat straight away. Rather than going for that packet of chips Mm. or the store-bought biscuits, go in your freezer and grab something that's a lot more nutritious and is going to serve you well.
2: You actually only need to set aside an hour, an hour and a half for it. When your veggies are roasting in the oven for 30 minutes, you can make your bircher Mm. while you're doing that. Mm. Or you can make your cookies or it always amazes us what you can do and how that lifts
0: the weight off your shoulder as well because if you think that hour and a half that you spare on a Sunday how much time is that going to save you throughout the whole entire week where you don't have to get up and make your breakfast you don't have to get up and make your lunch and you've got a snack there ready to go Mm. so it's a game changer I think yeah
2: we're all about making it really easy for people so on our app we have loads and loads of menus that have breakfast, lunch, and snack recipe that will last you four days during the week.
1: Mm, That's really helpful, I guess, for people that are just wanting a bit of inspiration and knowing what Mm. they should be eating. In saying that, what are your opinions we're seeing a resurgence of the trend of day on a plate but I find it a little bit dangerous and it's this trend we saw on Instagram years back um and it's now on TikTok and it's like oh gosh like especially from people who aren't experts and of course like anything people are sharing their highlights real they're probably not sharing everything they eat. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah yeah I personally do not like the what you eat in a day um Margot and I've never done it because of the beliefs we have around it everyone is so different and so unique everyone's social media can be so influential and bad like for me personally Mm. that was a really bad trigger for me social media looking at other people especially when I was running I'd look at athletes and think that's what I've got to be that's what I've got to look like to be a successful elite athlete or to be happy in general as well yeah that's so influential for people and can lead them down the complete wrong path in terms of I've got to eat exactly what she eats because she's my idol I want exactly the same Mm. body as what she's got she looks sexy and hot in a bikini summer's coming not good for the mind I don't
2: think and like everything's planned you know they they plan it out I'm gonna eat really helpful most Mm. people it just creates this thing of oh shit I should be eating what they're eating advice for all those
0: listening don't be influenced by what other people are eating everyone's so different and so unique and Eat what feels good within yourself, you know. I think a really good way to, and what we do as well, you know, instead of going on the scales (laughs) and weighing (laughs) ourselves, create a thought around how we're feeling overall in terms of our well-being listen to your emotions listen to your Mm. body be aware of what your body's telling you rather than being influenced by the scales or what other people Mm. are saying and doing themselves
2: we have this whole mindset if you're eating mostly plants whole unprocessed ingredients everything in moderation you know have a croissant on a weekend whatever ice cream you know but if you're mostly eating good whole unprocessed food then your body is going to process that food well and absorb it within your body and put it where it's needed.
1: Still to come, what did Margot do to heal her gut health? And what are FODMAPs? What are the girls' favourite recipes and how they deal with self-doubt? We'll be back after a quick break.
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Did you know growing up what you wanted to do? No, (laughs) not really. Well, yeah, I was an athlete for about eight years, so that was kind of where I wanted to go and then... Um, when I started to learn more about food and the body, human nutrition was a massive interest for me, and I really wanted to get into that whole athlete sports side of it with having a background in it. But what we're doing now was never ever um, something we planned. I wanted to be a fashion designer. so
1: well, you you, are, you do look very fashionable. I've been admiring your <laughs> outfit. So you know,
2: you can still be <laughs> no, fashion we're doing something complete. Well, actually, it's interesting Ooh. as we develop the business, we really do go back to our strengths of what we've always liked like roses very much Mm. organization operations recipes kind of thing and I'm more like design photography marketing we do have very different interests which Mm. I think creates the perfect team in a business sense
1: yeah when did you decide to work together as sisters because you know I think that sisters are a good relationship if you can do it because you can have that honesty with each other that maybe friends can't have so what was yeah. that decision like? Did this kind of
0: happen? Yeah, it just kind of happened. I suppose well when we were younger, we didn't actually really get on that well. We were we <laughs> clashed. We um we're very different people. Um, but we work super well as a team because we bring different strengths to the business mm-hmm. and again like being sisters like you were saying Belle like we relate to each other so well and we can read each other through and through so when Margot needs her time out I'd know like when that
2: time is and it's the time of the month It's like okay you work on the other side of the kitchen today
0: (laughs) yeah but I'm very special we're very lucky and like when we're on tour for example we're up in Auckland this week like sleepover yeah sleepover time (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. and there's those conversations that sisters can have you know you can have that hard conversation with each other I know with my sister and then you'll know that you'll resolve it and then and then you're sort of fine whereas with a friend I don't think that would always be as possible as you know having a difficult conversation then sort of moving on and and
2: being fine yeah yeah for sure, there's always that tension with a friend, right? But mm-hmm. a sister, like you've kind of you let it go. You've always going to have this strong relationship. Well, touch wood. <laughs> touch wood.
1: <laughs> what do your family think about what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got an
0: older brother who um, he's very supportive. He's great. He has all his cookbooks. He has a all our sweetheart. cookbooks on his desk, lined up. Um, we actually gave him our new cookbook today. He hadn't seen it, and it was it's the first cookbook that he's actually been featured in, which is Aww. pretty special. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty stoked about it. But um, no, he he gets around it. He loves, you know, cooking the recipes and sharing it with his friends. And um, mum and dad are pretty proud as well. Mum actually works in the business a little bit, as well as dad. So that's cool. Um, but no, very supportive family, which we're very um, grateful to have. Yeah. When did it
1: sort of turn into, I guess, I mean, you've, this is your fourth book now, so congrats. Yeah. Did you always intend for it to be a business or did it sort of start as a project you were doing together?
2: I think it's all just just happened. like. We've just really ridden the wave with everything and we started off in mum and dad's kitchen 2018 and then um, we moved into our current space in the Wilder in Christchurch where we have our test kitchen and when we launched that we launched our cookbook and that was kind of when we were like right are we going to do this are we going to go full-time because it was a huge leap especially we started at I was 19 and Rosa was 21 so it was a huge um leap but we were like no we can really see um, a future in this and we're so passionate about it when we released our first cookbook out old publishers thought we'd sell 400 copies and we sold 800 on the first day from there I suppose it's just kind of gone and through different issues during that time we've added those onto the business. So when I got diagnosed with endo, we added a lot onto that and around like eating with the female cycle and... Yeah, and talking
1: about eating with your cycle, that's actually a really interesting thing. And I guess you've probably learned more about for you. And again, everyone's so different in what suits their needs. But with endometriosis, which a lot of people have, you Mm -hmm. probably found foods that were helpful and that weren't
2: helpful. So talk us through that. When I got diagnosed with endo, I did FODMAP which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. It's really helpful um, with women with endo or IBS issues. So bloating, abdominal pain, cramps, etc. I found it really easy, but as we went through workshops, people were saying it was so difficult or when you Googled FODMAP recipes, they'd be horrendous, you know, and you just wouldn't want to make it or there'd be so much information. So with Rose's nutrition um, background and a women's dietitian, we created a FODMAP course which you can talk about.
0: Yeah, so we've, um, I suppose, through Margot with her endo and I saw her firsthand going through the whole FODMAP thing and how overwhelming some of the information actually is and the lack of delicious looking recipes. Mm. That's where we wanted to actually make a change and make it easy and accessible for a lot of women who are suffering from this and just getting so packed down with info and just... Kind of not doing it because of all being in the two hard baskets so so FODMAPs if you don't know what FODMAPs are um, they're indigestible sugars that sit and ferment in your gut which is causing the IBS mm. symptoms like bloating and cramping not very nice at mm. all so over the um, first three weeks of the course you eliminate all high FODMAP foods in the last 10 weeks of the course um, which is your reintroduction phase is when you Bring in the different
2: FODMAPs um, one week at a time. I think the really interesting thing around FODMAP, which is kind of why why I want to talk about this, because again, going back to like mental health and why am I so bloated and why, why does this make me feel this way? With FODMAP, you can really identify which foods make you feel that way. I was eating cauliflower every night because it was my favorite food, but cauliflower is a high FODMAP. So when I cut it out in the three weeks mm. elimination... When I reintroduced it, as soon as I ate it, like literally 10 seconds later, I looked 27 weeks pregnant. It Mm. just totally blew up. And because it sits and ferments in your stomach or your gut, so it just causes so much gas and bloating and pain. Mm. And I think that's what's so cool because endo is a lifetime disease and we have to learn how to manage it as females with endo. So FODMAP is really helpful with figuring out which foods trigger these symptoms to make it a little bit more manageable. Mm.
0: I like to call it a discovery journey. Yes, it is 13 weeks. And you do have to make sure that you can put that 13 weeks aside for a little bit and really hone in and focus on it. But again, you know, there's that mm. excuse coming in. I don't have time, too busy, but I'm like 13 weeks of your life. If you suffer suffer from IBS or have endo and every day you feel bloated and then that reduces your mm. self-esteem your confidence actually next to no time where you actually have, are having to put time aside to focus on your own health and well-being and your mental health as well yeah
1: yeah we talk a lot about self-care and obviously for you girls food is important in taking care of yourselves in all areas and but what are some other things you like to do
0: to really take care of yourselves great question mm. i Um, I'm on a farm. I love nature. I love getting outdoors. Fresh air is like a massive part of my everyday life, Um, whether it's going for a walk, going for a run with the dogs, being in the garden. I quite enjoy a bit of meditation as well. I'm not a huge um, an everyday have to do it type of person, but I know it's a tool for me. I've got a really busy mind and I need to get out of that a lot of the time. And that's a really good way for me to do that. Mm. Um, as well or reading books even cooking in the kitchen away from work's
2: really important for me as well. Mm. I'm a townie so Rosa and I are completely different so <laughs> me and my partner we jump on our bikes and go to coffee shops which is really nice I love doing that because our weeks are so full-on we don't really see each other so spending time with Will mm. is really nice it kind of just grounds me down and lets me step away from work and then yeah friends again just Having that polar opposite of your mindset during the day versus I'm away from Two all Sisters, I'm Margo now, mm-hmm. and I'm chilling with my friends, having a great time. You said your previous publishers had,
1: and I guess, you know, like there's always limitations we have on ourselves or other people. They thought you'd sell 400 books and you sold way more than that. Even in your last book last year was the highest selling New Zealand cookbook. Have you really exceeded your expectations for yourself could you almost some mm. moments not believe what you've achieved
2: I think it's the concept which is very open-minded mm. all eaters welcome with our whole concept and core philosophy of starting with plants I think that's been our success point because it's a point of difference
0: mm. yeah also bringing in your um, whole self-love idea, we actually are really bad at acknowledging and noticing what we've done, which is us being really honest. Um, in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. with the book coming out two weeks beforehand, we weren't even excited. We were both quite concerned around, oh gosh, like why aren't we excited? Why are we feeling really low and down about it? And being our fourth as well, it's we can we feeling we can get so caught in just the process of it and just getting it done, ticking it off, moving on, moving mm-hmm. it on to the next thing. But we're having to really focus and be present in the moment our jobs um, are very much we're looking three four months ahead all the time and we can lose track of like what's happening in the now so that's a constant work on for us so like last night for example we took the time out we celebrated with our family and friends and Mm -hmm. actually acknowledged what we did for probably one of the first times with simple (laughs) fancy it's scary how we can just get caught up in this motion of life and not actually taking
2: any any notice of I it. I think that's just being realistic mm. but you know so many of us go through things and or we get really sad about it like when we first saw Simple Fancy I cried because I was unhappy with it you know but now I'm like Really stoked about it. And we're so hard on ourselves. Mm. And we do, we all do such amazing things in our everyday lives that it's, we've got to acknowledge that.
1: No, it's really good to hear that and that you're putting the effort into doing that because you're so right. We do get into the process. And I'd imagine for you, writing a book is such a big process. It's a, you know, you've done four of them yeah. now. It's you go through the motions and then it's like, okay, cool, on to the next. But it's actually really important to take a moment and to be really proud of yourselves and what you've yeah. achieved and give yourself that love and that. Mm acknowledgement you know
2: yeah totally and I think with with most projects people do you do it and then like for us the book was done in February so it's that whole thing of yay it's done it's done but no one's got it and then I think that's where the self-doubt comes in because it's finished and you've got this end product but no one's seen it so you've had no feedback Whereas mm. you have the time to actually be really critical on yeah. what you've done. Yeah, what What has
1: been that? I guess that's one thing you're doing to look at your self love, also be proud of yourself. Are there other things that you're focusing on now going forward? to take care of yourselves and just give yourself that appreciation.
0: Yeah. A big thing for us is that whole work-life balance switching off at the start when we were um, starting to raw sisters, we were very much work long days um, working in the weekend. If we weren't tired at the end of the day, we hadn't worked hard enough. You know, if we'd be sitting there waiting for emails to come through and we'd have mm. to email them right then and there back. And it was just uh it was unhealthy and we just hit rock bottom we were mm. fatigued tired um so yeah it's been interesting going through the motions of that and actually figuring out and realizing that you can be super productive and you can have holidays and you can have weekends but still be really
2: successful at the same time and kind of creating the lifestyle you desire mm. creating that whole sustainable lifestyle that you can maintain and enjoy and if you're not waking up like wanting to get into work, then, you know, maybe you do have to think of what are you doing? Do I love what I'm doing? Or does it make me really unmotivated?
1: If you could go back and tell your younger selves, I always ask this question, some advice, you know, what would you tell them?
0: Mine would probably be going back to help that whole influential side of things and what we were talking about around like the, for example, the what you eat in a day Mm. was not being caught up in what other people are doing, focusing on yourself and being content with you. A big part of my journey has been learning to do that, and just being happy with me and being myself. Um, interior sisters has been a learning curve around that. As Margo and I, you know, we come across as two normal girls just doing what we mm. uh, what we love, and we're not trying to be anyone in particular. We're not trying to portray a perfect lifestyle. No. Um, we're just who we are, which is really cool, and we get a lot of great feedback around that. That people really do appreciate that all amongst that whole fake social media. <laughs> um mm. life that can be brought across us through the, our screens mm.
2: what about what for you margot i think mine would be trust the process i mean it's it's easy to say and some of it is trust the process some of it is hard work i think a lot of people force what they do and for us like like i was saying earlier everything is happened from something happening or a failure happening and then that's been like cool that doesn't work let's try this It's just been trying so many different things to figure out what you want to do. Like I've never been to university. That's where I've fully found what I love. A lot of my friends anyway went to uni and then they pulled out or have now graduated and realized they don't like what they do and they want Mm. to do something completely different yeah trusting the process is so important especially when you're
1: younger you feel like there's so much pressure on Mm. you know you have to get this job or career and you need to know what you want to do and you really don't but you work out as you get older that it all kind of just all works out
0: you're so young when you finish school as (laughs) I remember like freaking out being like oh my gosh I've got to know exactly what I'm doing now because if I don't, then I can't be successful later on because I'm going to be starting too late. Mm. It's like,
2: oh my gosh.
0: The things know, so that go many,
2: your- so, sorry, so many people are like, oh, would you take back your health issues? No, we wouldn't because we would never be where we are today if mm. we didn't go through that. And life experiences shape a person. I'm very mature for my age. At, I'm 24, but I had to be because I had to figure out how to get off the couch or how to get out of bed for two years, you know? Yeah. I've, I feel like I've, Created something with Rosa that can really help and inspire other people.
1: Yeah, you do share a lot with your audience, with your you know people that consume your work and your app and everything like that, and they look up to you. I mean, this book here, ninety recipes—that's in one book. I'm very excited to make my way through them all. You know,
0: yeah. How do you yeah. come up with
1: all the ideas for so many recipes?
0: That's Rosa's brain. That's one thing people always ask me. How do you do it? I don't know. I just do it. I. I'm I very I it, <laughs> you know I'm very very creative in that way. Um is very creative in the design area and I'm more definitely the food area. Uh, you've got to be in the right headspace. Finding the objective of the book first is a, I've got to do that first before I can actually headspace. get really creative in terms of the recipe side of things. Hearing feedback from our followers what they want, um, what's gone well previously in our other books or on our app and that's kind of where I start and get into it. You've given us so much advice. I'm sure people
1: are going to enjoy listening to this and then getting into your new book and all your other work. What is some advice you would like to share with anyone listening from what you've
0: learned and what you want to share, I guess, with your work? People are becoming, in terms of like being an entrepreneur, a lot of people get quite scared around like taking that first step Mm. and it is bloody scary, may I add, but you've just got to do it. If you don't start, then you're not going to know, you know, and throughout, you know, Two or Sisters, we've been adding different aspects to the business and even adding those different aspects have been so scary. And I've always Mm. had the self-doubt thoughts come into my head and are making me almost step back away from these awesome creative ideas I've been growing up. Um, Mm. But you've just got to, I was talking to our manager the other day around self-doubt creeping in and he just said, that's so normal for that to pop up just before you're about to launch something or you're about to, um, you know, step your foot into this new section into the business, but you've almost got to just trust
2: the process process
0: and get on with it. And then, you know, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Mm. You've just got to have a plan in place where, you know, if it doesn't work out, then you can come, come out
2: of that quite easily. Go for it. Just, if you've got an idea, start you won't know if you don't try exactly I think that is probably mine I think or just making food easy and not overcomplicated, yeah. not expensive exactly what we've been talking about today how we can be intelligently lazy how we can make you eat with a budget we did this tour with Life Education Trust so I'm not sure if how the draft came to your school. Oh yes definitely that was a highlight <laughs> of the school year yeah. for sure yeah. So we did a two raw sisters and a giraffe tour and we went round from decile 1 to decile 10 and every kid knew the ingredients we were using had either had them at home or had had them in the pantry before and that was really cool because it really did show that we do use ingredients that no matter what your socioeconomic status is, everyone can afford.
1: Have you got favorite um, recipes from the book? I mean, 90's a lot to try and try and find a favorite, but are there favorite recipes from this book that you really love? Yeah. yeah. Always gotta have a favorite. Always child.
0: have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do all the savory recipes, and Margot does all the sweet recipes. So I'm gonna choose a savory, of course. I love the Sunday roasties, a very quite simple recipe. But just making your Sunday roast is a, a bit, bit fancy. bougie, a
2: bit <laughs> fancy. I love the tahini chocolate parfait yep. with ice cream and caramelized walnuts. So that is super easy. I think a lot of raw desserts they use a lot of expensive ingredients, cashews, mm. or they just taste like dates. I feel like so many sweet recipes have unnecessary amounts of sugar. Mm. So our ones have next to none, but taste bloody
1: day, get lush oh awesome hey thank you so much for your time well done on your new book i'm so thanks excited you, to girl. get stuck in and make some beautiful food and feel a little bit simple fancy as well yes. so yeah thank you so much for <laughs> your time and um yeah thanks love chatting awesome. awesome thank you awesome bye. we'll chat to you soon okay bye thanks girl. bye See you That's all we've got time for. Thanks so much for listening to the Self Love Club. Please support us. Make sure you hit follow on your podcast app to subscribe if you haven't already. Turn on automatic downloads as well. And if you're enjoying listening, please leave us a five-star rating and extra points for writing us a kind review. This is so important. It helps new people find our podcast you can find us and follow at Self Love Club Podcast on instagram i'm at bell crawford bell underscore crawford on tiktok we'll have all the links in our show notes plus check out our home of pop culture our podcast gloss we'll leave the link as well in our show notes so you can listen to our deep dives on mary-kate and ashley olsen and so much more we'll catch you soon bye